Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps, The Golden Girls. Today we are on Season 6, Episode 2, Once in St. Olaf. Woohoo! Uh, which originally aired on September 29th of 1990. So let's learn what else transpired in history on that day. Not much, very sparse day. Um, in 1996, uh, the Nintendo 64 is launched in the U.S. Uh, <laughs> that, was the best, that was the only thing I could find. Uh, and then uh, our most recent event, September 29th of 2018, uh, large demonstrations across Brazil against uh, far-right presidential frontrunner Jair Bolsonaro, I believe is how it's pronounced. Probably not, but that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Uh, so that's our history for today. So why don't you tell us what transpired in this, um, it's an episode uh, of the Golden Girls. Yes. <clears throat> And I will apologize up front. My plot summary, I had a hard time keeping my attention on this one, so I may be missing some things or something. Wouldn't we'll be see. one of yours if we didn't. I know. Scene one, we're in the kitchen. Rose making stuff on the island. Blanche enters and Rose has a sock puppet. Apparently Rose is now a candy striper and she is making traditional St. Olaf fun packs for all her patients. Yes, each fun pack has a pack of gum, a bar of soap, and sock puppets. What a fun time you can have with all that. Yes, my first thought is, okay, she's making these for all her patients. Uh -huh. Is she buying all this stuff? Probably. Well, she probably. Um, I mean, the gum isn't that bad. Soap's probably not too bad. Uh... <laughs> Maybe, I don't really know. I don't but... know, but sock puppets, and she puts the eyes and nose and stuff on the puppets. And... Yeah, well, she's obviously just starting, and she only makes like 15 of them, so it's uh, not so far too bad. Yes, Rose puts on two sock puppets and tells Blanche that she likes to pretend one is Dorothy, and one is Blanche. Now, of course, Dorothy enters from the back door, and she stays out of Rose's sight here, and Rose then has the sock puppets talk and has Dorothy complain. That she can't get a date. Yes. And Dorothy hits her over the head with the newspaper. Yes. Blanche wants to know how Sophia is doing. Apparently, she has had a hernia, and Sophia's operation is today. Dorothy had asked Sophia to, to help her in moving a wicker sofa, and that caused the hernia, supposedly. Sophia says she is not going to the hospital, as this plan has shady pines written all over it. Rose says she is working the admitting desk today, but that doesn't help Sophia feel any better whatsoever. And if you're working the admitting desk, I don't know if you have any patience. You're not really a candy striper at that point, but oh well. Scene two, we're at the hospital. Rose is at the admitting desk. Rose admits Brother Martin, a monk. They talk a little. And Brother Martin says that Rose looks awfully familiar. Rose says that people say she looks like Wilma Flintstone. Ah, uh, yeah, Brother Martin could see that, but that's not it. I, I can't. I don't know what in the world. I don't either. I was like, uh, really? Like Wilma Flintstone? What? No. Okay. I don't see it. But Brother Martin was cloistered in a small monastery in St. Olaf, Minnesota, many years ago. They talk, and it comes out to be that 
This monk happens to be Rose's father. Yes, she is, she is very flabbergasted, as I think the audience is. Yes, yeah, so let's uh, discuss this now. So, <laughs> they're basically, so the implication, right, would be that uh, this dude would be like 20 years older, at least, roughly, uh, than uh, You would Rose. think so, yeah, give or take. Now, physically... They look to be about the same age. Yes. <laughs> now, in reality, um, here, so the actor that played this guy, um, so he was born in 1908. And this episode aired in 90, in 1990. Uh, so he would have been 82. Uh, this actor was 82 wow. in this episode. He looks pretty good for um, 82. Yeah. Wow. So Betty White uh, was born in 22, so she's 14 years younger than him. Well, so physically that sounds good, uh, you know, pretty good. Not perfect, but... Well, I mean, biologically, now that would be perfectly uh, doable. But looks... Yeah. He does not look 14 years older he, than he does not look, she does. He does not look 82, no. Wow. That monk life must be pretty good. Well, I mean, you don't really do anything, so. uh, as far as I'm aware. Well, you chant a lot. It's supposed to be on your knees a lot, I think. Uh, obviously, you give up wealth. Sure, yeah, these are very... things. Yeah, these are very stressful but, activities, yes. But, yeah, you... Yes. Yeah, I yeah that that actually sounds pretty nice until you get to the whole you know, vow of silence and yeah, and silence. religious part. Uh, up until that, this sounds pretty nice. Yes. But sure, I don't know. And now, okay, uh, I'll bring this up now too. How did a monk father a child? Or? No, that's not. Okay, I, mean, I was gonna say um, that shouldn't be that hard to figure okay. out. But okay. He, you said she was, you know, in this episode, she's roughly 60. Betty White, we'll yeah. We'll say 60. Roughly. Just uh, 60. Now, he had the child. Well, he didn't have her, but I mean. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they gave up the child for adoption, apparently right after it was born. Mm-hmm. 60 years later, I mean, if he hasn't seen her... In those 60 years... How do you know what she looks like? Yeah. How is she familiar? Well, the thing you he... You look familiar, well, he says. Well, the, the, the thing he says, right, is later, I think, too, is something that, like, you look a lot like this this woman I knew in St. Olaf. Okay. And so she looks a lot like... The, the wife. The, or the, not the wife, but the, the mother. Yeah, so... Yeah, okay, that might be it, because... I think that's what he says. Because otherwise it's like, so... Because also later he's like, I didn't even know if she was pregnant or whatnot. It's like, yeah. okay. Okay. So, but, yeah. All righty. Well, we spent way too much time on this. Yeah, scene three. We're, for this stupid plot point. Yes. <laughs> That's for sure. Scene three. Blanche, Dorothy, and Sophia show up at the hospital. Sophia is surprised they are actually at the hospital. Yeah, she thought they were headed to Shady Pines. Was she unconscious in the car? Apparently not. <laughs> I mean, or she must have been, been unconscious. Like, like, 
Would she not have noticed when they pulled in the parking lot? Like, oh, we're actually at the hospital. We're at the hospital. Maybe Dorothy threw her in the trunk or something. (laughs) Who knows? I don't know. Uh, Now Sophia thinks Dorothy is trying to kill her. Now Rose comes in and is very distracted, of course. She tells them that she has just met her natural father. The doctor comes out and takes Sophia back for her operation. And Sophia used a fake name... And Zulu, I, Queen oh, of the Dwarf Planet. Zulu. Yes, that was it. Queen. All right, scene four. We're in the kitchen. Dorothy and Blanche discussing that Sophia came through the operation just fine. Rose enters and says she is going back to the hospital tonight to work a shift for a friend. Rose then sits down and says she can't believe her father is a monk. Who can? We then get Dorothy's wish for who her parents should have been. Errol Flynn and Amelia Earhart. Okay, kind of silly. Then, Blanche's fantasy parents, and I didn't write those down, but they all talk about Rose and her father. Then the phone rings, and it's the hospital, and oh my gosh, they have apparently lost Sophia. Everyone rushes back to the hospital. Yeah, scene I have some issues when we get... later at this plot point. Scene five, we're in the hospital. Dorothy and Blanche, they're looking for Sophia. And what we see Sophia, she's in an elevator. Uh, She thinks she may be in heaven, but she's stuck in a corner of an elevator there. Yeah. Scene six, we're in Rose's father's room. Rose enters and they talk a little bit, but Rose just doesn't want to talk to him. But they do talk a little, but not much. Scene seven, we're still looking for Sophia. Then Sophia, well, she's still in that elevator. Blanche and Dorothy enter the elevator. They don't look around. They don't do anything except stare at the front door of the elevator. Very uncommon elevator writing technique in my experience. And uh, don't mention a word. And they don't see Sophia. Then they exit. Yes. Scene eight, Rose and her father again. Rose tells him about his grandchildren. Then Blanche and Dorothy enter. Uh, Rose hugs him. Yes, he'd love to see his grandchildren. But, of course, I don't think we ever hear about him again after this episode. Um, Well, we never see him. This is this guy's only appearance. Okay, scene nine. They're still looking for Sophia. The three girls once again enter that same elevator as Sophia, but they talk this time to each other. They don't notice Sophia, but Sophia then talks, and, ah, they have found each other again. Sophia comes clean on how she got this hernia. Yeah, she was trying to lift a VW, which is Volkswagen. But yeah, her and her group of friends were trying to lift a car. A car for a practical joke. And everyone is all happy as this episode comes to an end. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Okay. Now, my umbrage here, right? So the hospital was concerned enough that they notice Sophia's not in her room or whatever, but they don't, and they, <laughs> but, and so they decide to call Dorothy, fine. Yes, but they should do that. But literally no one is looking for her at all. No. So like, so is, is this just their standard practice? That just, oh, a patient's gone missing. Okay, call the next of kin. Hey, such and such is missing. No, you have to come to the hospital. You have to track them down yourself. You're We're not going to help you. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> is that 
Is that standard practice? I don't believe that's standard. <laughs> it isn't now. Oh, my. I guarantee that is not the way it is now. Oh, that, that was wild. Um, Maybe that was the way it was in 1990. Who knows? But not today. They, that would not fly. No. That that was a, a wild... Uh, this whole episode was wild. Oh, um, this was one of them crazy... Mm-hmm. Unbelievable episode, yes. Oh, boy. Okay, some cultural references. Wilma Flintstone is uh, the wife of Fred in uh, the Flintstones. Um, The Ringling Brothers uh, were seven American siblings of German and French descent uh, who transformed their small touring company of performers into one of America's largest circuses in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Uh, Trampoline Village... I think Dorothy says that she's like going to take Sophia to Trampoline Village. I cannot find any evidence that was ever actually a place. Okay. <laughs> um, Didn't think so. Right. So then Zulu, Queen of the Dwarf Planet. I thought, okay, is this like a weird sci-fi movie from this time that no one remembers? Or is this some weird Star Trek thing I haven't heard of before or something? Uh, no, this was made up for the show. I thought they were... I thought it was maybe some weird thing I'd never heard of before, but no, it was made up for this show. Um, Errol Flynn, an Australian actor during the Golden Age of Hollywood, uh, who was considered the natural successor to Douglas Fairbanks, whatever that means, um, he achieved worldwide fame for his romantic swashbuckler roles in Hollywood films, uh, best known for his role as Robin Hood in 1938's The Adventures of Robin Hood. Uh, Amelia Earhart was an American aviation pioneer and author. And that's pretty much it there. Um, did do Masters and Johnson. So this is who I think Dorothy states is who Blanche would have wanted as her fantasy yes. parents. Yes. Did you have any clue what she was talking about? Well, they're, they're, um, yes. You did, okay. Because I'd never heard of them before, so. Really? No. Uh, Masters of, Masters and Johnson, I, oh. I did realize that I heard of them when I get to the end of this Wikipedia article. Ah, uh, okay. So Masters and Johnson was a research team composed of William H. Masters and Virginia E. Johnson, uh, who pioneered research into the nature of human sexual response and the diagnosis and treatment of sexual disorders and dysfunctions from 1957 until the 90s. Um, their findings, particularly on the nature of female sexual arousal, uh, for example, describing the mechanisms of vaginal lubrication and debunking the earlier widely held notion that uh, such lubrication originated from the cervix as well as female orgasm, uh, dispelled many long-standing misconceptions. Now, I was like, okay, that sounds really good, cool. I've never heard of them. And then I get to the last sentence at the top of this. Additionally, they're the focus of the TV series Masters of Sex. I was like, oh, that's who they are. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. So um, that's Masters and Johnson. Uh, Bud Abbott uh, was an American actor best known for his film comedy double act as the straight man to Lou Costello. Uh, and lastly, Lloyd's of London uh, is an insurance and reinsurance market located in London. Uh, unlike most of its competitors in the industry, it is not an insurance company, 
Uh, rather, it is a corporate body governed by the Lloyds Act of 1871, had some sequent acts of parliament, and operates as a partially mutualized marketplace within which multiple financial backers grouped in syndicates come together to pool and spread risk. Did I have any idea what any of that just meant? Nope. Okay. But I read it. That's what counts. All righty. Um, side characters. Brother Martin is played by Don Ameshi. Amici, maybe? Known for Cocoon, uh, Trading Places, Homeward Bound, and Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, he is a one-time Oscar winner. Uh, for Best Actor in a Supporting Role in 1986 for his appearance in Cocoon. Uh, do Dr. Warren, that's the one that takes Sophia back at the very uh, beginning, roughly, uh, is played by Scott Bryce, uh, known for As the World Turns, Popular, Lethal Weapon 3, and Smoking Non-Smoking. Uh, he is a two-time daytime Emmy nominee uh, in 86 and 87 for his lead acting in a drama uh, in As the World Turns. Uh, do do So the other patient in the elevator, so you never mentioned these, but yeah. Uh, so we get like two, I guess technically if we want to count Dorothy being in there uh, before they find her, Sophia has three people in the elevator with her. Uh, firstly is this... Uh, cop who's like been shot for some reason and and like a a nurse attendant to him uh so that the patient is played by william boomiller boomillier uh he's american so it's probably not boomillier but uh uh, let's see so he's (laughs) known for species boat trip 24 and veronica mars Uh, so then that attendant who states that he shaves everyone in the hospital uh, is played by Michael Goldfinger, uh, known for Men in Black, Little Nicky, uh, Home Alone 2, and Herman's Head. Uh, then uh, then Sophia has another pair of people in there, which are uh, apparently doctors who are discussing, like, stocks and trading stocks and stuff. Yes. Uh, so the male one uh, is apparently called Dr. Bob, uh, and he is played by Tom... Okay. I don't, that's what the IMDb page said. His, his role is Dr. Bob, so... Uh, he He's played by Tom Hinshill, known for Battle Beyond the Stars. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he plays uh, Mr. Greenspan for an episode. Uh, St. Elsewhere, and Remington Steele. And then the female doctor, who is apparently called Dr. Tess, uh, is played by Alicia Brandt, known for playing Judy in two episodes of Desperate Housewives. Uh, also, One Good Cop, Six Feet Under. She's a woman in an elevator in one episode of that. Uh, and Losers in Love. Okay. No new sex partners established, so the tally still stands. Blanche 110, Dorothy 9, Sophia 8, Rose 7. Uh. All righty. I'll have one observation here, which we know continuity is not the best thing here on this television show, but we're going to go back in time. And Rose's story of her adoption 
in scene two of this episode does not quite jive with the story she told back in season four where she kept thinking and wanting Bob Hope to be her father. Okay, let's go back in time. Season four, episode 17. She says she spent the first eight years of her life at the St. Olaf Orphanage and then Gunther and Alma Nyland adopted her. But in this episode, season six, episode two, well, a basket was left at the local orphanage and the Lindstroms took the baby and named her Rose uh, almost immediately after it was left there. Don't forget, they also took the beef sticks. Yeah, they took the beef sticks. That was a requirement. Course. Yes, they had to take the beef sticks. So her adoption story has changed. Okay, not a major thing in this television series. No. Episode counts. Well, the only one I came up with was, yes, there was a physical abuse of Rose as Dorothy hit her over the head with a newspaper. Uh, my total series counts now. Weddings, planned weddings are 10. Physical abuse of Rose, 14 times. St. Olaf stories, 39. Picture it stories, 22. Cheesecakes eaten, 18. Sicily Italian stories, 9. Sicily Italian references, 49. Girls mad at each other, not best friends. They're moving out 18 times, 31 sports, 30 games, and 16 Stanley's of Bornak appearances. My rating, uh, not bad, but, you know, do we ever hear of Rose's father again? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so, and who knows? It may, her whole history may change again. And this one got a 78 out of 100. Well, that will do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps, The Golden Girls. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. And until that next episode, goodbye.